welcome. This is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. How do you make decisions in your business? Do you tap into your intuition, listening for how you believe you should move and be guided by that to make the big decisions in your business and the rest of your life? Beck Slip co-founded Wildling Books from a strong, intuitive push. She and her business partner, Craig, both and their respective partners, all had specific skills that combined together made the perfect mix for an independent publishing company. Designed to publish books, conceived, written, illustrated and designed internally, Wildling Books' first book, Ara Has Way, became a huge hit for parents and teachers wanting to help children understand how to better manage their anxiety. Since then, the team has created a whole range of other books, including a series that covers more of the tools that our children need to develop resilience and mental well-being. They sell their books both directly and also through major retailers in New Zealand and Australia. Bex's Intuition has led to a new book called Intuition, targeted this time to adults. Today we're going to talk to Bex about why intuition was such an integral part of how she lives her life and how she uses it to run her business. She's also going to talk to us about why it's now okay for her to tell people that she's woo-woo and what she's hoping next for Wildling Books. I have known Bex for a long time and honestly every time I come away from a conversation with her I just feel a little bit more joyful. So I hope that if anything else fails today that's what happens for you on this podcast. Of course, if you enjoy it today and you want to share it with someone else, please do. And if you've got questions coming out of this podcast, come and join our Facebook group, Mavit Marketing. You can answer questions in there and we can help you with your marketing. Right, let's get started with the podcast. Hi and welcome to Mavit Marketing. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and I am really excited today because I've got a guest that not only have I had the privilege of knowing for more than a few years, um, which and it, and it is a privilege to know her. She's going to hate when I say that because she hates when people say nice things about her. But, um, but a privilege to know, but also someone that I just highly respect. And I know many of you will have read her books and have had some contact or have heard about her books at the very least. Uh, because uh, today's guest is Bex Lip. She is the founder of Wildling Books, and she's also an author as part of those books as well. And she's got a great story about how she started Wildling Books. And I really wanted to have her on today because she is branching out and she has got a new book coming out that's a bit of a breakaway. And I want to talk to Bex today about her um, decision to start her own publishing company because that's a gutsy move. What it's been like is stuff published. I can tell you it's hard. And by the way, Bex has got dogs. So if we hear a dog, it's totally okay. It's not like a scary thing happening in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it's all good. We'll just go with it. We've had babies cry before. So, you know, <laughs> dogs and babies. Uh, but yes, without further ado, uh, we'll get chatting. We actually started chatting before this. And I was like, man, we could just do this for the hour. So Bex and I will have no trouble chatting. But um, Bex, do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit about, you know, a bit about you and why Wildling Books started in the first place or how it came about? Uh, so um, I'm actually the co-founder. So I founded uh, Wildling Books with Craig Phillips. So um, it's basically just our two families. So um, Craig's wife, Laura, does a lot of work um, 
with us as well, designing and laying out the books and things. So it's just the two of us. Um, I met them because we actually homeschool. We've all been homeschooling for, you know, seven odd years or whatever, um, and just met them in the community um, here in Taupo. And, uh, you know, Craig was talking about, and, and his wife, Laura, to me about, you know, the publishing industry, because Craig's been in it for decades. Um, and, you know, he's got so many awards and things like that with his illustrations. And it was just sort of one of those things where we were obviously meant to meet um, and everything, the stars aligned. And, you know, I pitched this idea to him about um, making a book about anxiety, which ended up being Aroha's way. And Rachel, you were there. I was with you at one of your MAP yes. days. Do you remember? Yes. When I got the phone call that we had won the mental health grant to create that book, which is kind of crazy. You know, I had forgotten that, but that was actually, because that was a funny old day, like heaps of people had registered and hardly anyone turned up. And yet I was at the start of the day feeling a bit grumpy because I was like, oh, and then the day became this magical day because there was you and there was Deb and a few other people and something magical happened that day. And that was a highlight of that. I know, like I was crazy. Because I'd gone to have some lunch and I'd got this phone call and I was just like, oh my God, you won't even believe. And I wasn't really allowed to tell anyone, but I told you. And yes. I was just like, oh my gosh, this has just happened. So we won that grant from the Mental Health Foundation to um, create the book. Um, yeah. And so basically it all sort of stemmed from my you know, childhood and my teenage difficulties with mental health issues, which ended up you know, um, in full crisis in my 20s, um, where I lost my jobs, I um, I was really high functioning. But anyway, it's quite a long story. But I basically just hit rock bottom and um, had to uh, go through two years of intense therapy, which was like my job to get myself better. Mm. And um, the things that I learned um, over that process uh, was cognitive behavioral therapy, um, the CBT and, and DBT, which is all about emotional regulation, um, as well as just general things for, you know, looking after your mental health. And that was two decades ago. And so what I've seen is a lot more talk about mental health and all of that, that sort of thing. Um, but still that sort of disconnect was, or the, the, you know, you're not really getting any help or especially parents with like, what do I do? My child's, you know, you know, and, and we know that mental health rates are skyrocketing, unfortunately, and it's becoming younger and younger. So I wanted to use the, what I had learned um, and put it into um, books basically to help bridge that gap before children ended up in crisis, um, giving parents or teachers just things to try, you know, um, you know, and and mostly to start talking about emotions. So that's how it all sort of started. And um, Craig and I, we didn't even consider, I was just like, let's start a publishing company. We can do it all ourselves. But between the skills that we all had were really um, um, just that we all had our own strengths and uh, they didn't sort of necessarily overlap so it was really great because I was able to bring sort of my own business skills um, marketing sort of um, 
you know, Facebook um, management work that I'd sort of done in and as well as me being the ideas like this I've got an idea it was always like oh god what should come out everyone needs an ideas person yeah yeah <laughs> and so um and I think a lot of the time I just bring the the motivation or the energy to sort of drive um a project um and so you know then Craig had all the knowledge of working within the publishing company you know um and, and all of his illustration and I pushed him into writing and he's you know he's actually that's a whole talent that is just you know bubbling the away because he's he's just so good at writing as well um so he actually wrote Aroha's way so how we sort of work is I have the idea I give him the concept you know the main um subject matter and then he and from that he'll sort of pull it all together into a nice wee poem and then I always write the uh, parent teacher's notes at the back using the stuff that I had learned and trying to make it in a simple way that you know parents and teachers and kids can all sort of work together using the book so um, it was just winning really isn't it like you two like the combo I think that's one of the tricks with the success is that like because I think people can look at it and go wow where did wildling books come from like it came from nowhere but when you look at it there was all this background on both sides of mm. skills and things that you'd done things you yeah. tried and had success or not had success I mean I'd failed at some of my businesses yeah. but yeah. with that I brought with me the lessons I learned from those businesses yeah. and you know knowing what my I think you learn your strengths and weaknesses and, um, you know, now that I get older, I'm a little bit more open to uh, taking advice sort of <laughs> um, and letting people help me and just sort of playing to strengths a bit more. So not only was there Craig and myself, but then we had Laura um, with, you know, she worked at Vogue Australia, you know, so she had all the graphic design mm. layout um book design sort of you know I think she's won an award for one book design that she did so between the three of us and then also my husband who's amazing actually at um editing he's so good at picking up mistakes you know yeah so we have an editor as well but often he'll um pick things that we don't see so mm-hmm. and as well as that he does all the lugging of all of our books all the time the poor guy <laughs> you always so, need a lugger you need yeah a lugger. yeah so um <laughs> he shifted that many books but so between the four of us we all have our different you know skills and um it has all helped with with doing it so people just think that we're this bigger company but we've sort of just come in and I think um with the marketing sort of side of it um back when I started Facebook was a bit easier to use and stuff and so we were able to get people to see our books and that's what helped us getting into the likes of Whitcalls, Paper Plus we're basically in um like every bookshop in the country and as well as gift shops and now we're also um, in Australia. So we've got Dimmix that picked us up and QBD stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just sort of slowly, um, and it's sort of been more of an organic thing because we didn't have the presence of the big publishing company so that when they release a book, they're just everywhere. They're in yeah. all stores all over the world or whatever. Um, we, we didn't have that. We've had to slowly work at it. And it's been we've been really lucky because people have loved the book. So they've gone in and requested our books from shops and they have been, um, you know, got our books in that way. Yeah. yeah. 
Because I was going to say with the sound, like, because even though you're a publishing company, as an interloper, as a new one, essentially you were still considered initially as a self-publishing oh, company. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And and I, I agree with you there. Like I, you know, I've had books published by Penguin and then I did this one and I was my, you know, my book this year and I suddenly was like, this is really hard. I bitched about the lack of support they gave me, you know, but actually they got my book on everything. They did book launches. They got me on podcasts. They got me on the radio. They did all this stuff that I was like, oh, what is that? You know, and trying to do it yourself is actually mm. like people underestimate I think it's the same with lots of businesses. We have this amazing product, but it's the marketing that you don't realize chews up so much of your time and energy. I, yeah, I think people, so we get, we were getting like daily emails about how to, can I publish, can, can we publish their books? And it's like, well, we're just two families, you know, yeah. we're trying just to do our own books. Yeah. Um, we don't really have the resources because it's also the, you know, um, cash flow you know having to print and then as you grow that actually becomes the outlay is huge mm -hmm. you know and um, we've been lucky because we've been really supportive where people have pre-ordered our books which has helped us to be able to sort of cover those huge costs of ordering you know and we got we've got to the point where we sort of order 10,000 copies at a time so um you know you know big money as well so um people would be contacting us all the time and then they're saying can you you know I've got a book you know because everybody has a book and yes. I'm sure oh, I um, have books but I you know yeah <laughs> you I think I have loads of books as yeah. well and we can't make them as fast as right. I have these ideas but um you know so I ended up writing a little thing about getting published and I have a link on our website about that on the contact us page about how you can do it yourself because it was taking up so much of my time trying to re reply to everybody that was you know thinking oh well I want to do what wildling books have done mm -hmm. um so yeah but we there there is a bit of you know we're just really lucky that we've got you know the skills that we do within our small team that's really been able to make it what it is so yeah I know that you because even the way you talk like it's it's something where you can really see how you always see that full team effort but I guess a lot of people even like with Craig like I I, you very rarely see a picture of Craig. Like he definitely hides in the background. Mm -hmm. the He's like me, but he pushes me to the front. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. So <laughs> like, Craig. Yeah. So I think like one of the things like I do consider, like you are a consummate marketer, like a natural marketer. But one of the things that's really changed, you kind of alluded to before with Facebook is more and more businesses like yours have to have the, the specific face you can't hide behind how mm. do you cope with that in terms of that feeling that is the expectation of I've got to put my face up as someone who doesn't really like doing that at all no no I don't I don't um and and some of that stems from you know my past mental health issues with body dysmorphia and I used to think I was so disgusting I didn't want any one to look at me um, I mean I was housebound for a long time um, I just you know thought if anyone was laughing it was because of how hideous I was it was really um, and so I still have little bits of that that linger like that's you know almost scars I guess um, so I you you know I hate putting myself um, especially on a camera but um, I've forced myself to do it because I I know that my story and because I have such a maybe complex and there's lots of different layers to it 
not only from my mental health journey, but also parenting. Mm. Um, I have an autistic son, um, you know, like there's lots of different layers of me and, and that, that I can share. Mm. Um, and so I really, it, sometimes it flows easily and other times it is a bit of a struggle. And I think also because I'm an introvert, um, I prefer to hide away, yeah. but um, you know, I, I really am, uh, the one that has to step forward within the business so and I'm happy to do that because you know like I say we all have our strengths and we all have our parts to play and that's just what's worked for us so yeah I keep doing it. <laughs> it's funny about the introvert thing because I think the reason I feel so comfortable in front of the camera is I'm talking to a camera and not a person I'd far rather talk to a camera than talk to a person yeah I like sorry everyone that's like talking to me in real life ever but like I feel more comfortable like because the camera doesn't judge me like mm -hmm. I might look oh gosh that didn't look as good today or whatever but I go oh people are saying that anyway I, I kind of switch off from what I judge myself so that's what I'm looking at and I separate that but the camera thing for me I now do feel more comfortable which is a crazy thing talking yes. to a camera than I would talking to a person face-to-face. -face. I love radio. Oh, <laughs> that yes, my thing. So I've done a few radio stints and I was on the Nutters Club on News Talk ZB and I absolutely loved that because there was no camera at all. But I was able to talk to people, people calling in. And I remember one call was a father with a teen that was just like, because I'd been telling my story and you could hear the pain and, you know, and he was so worried. And I just, I got so much out of that and um, I really loved it But because there was no camera. But um, yeah, so, but I've just, I guess it's one of those things. It's a bit like exposure therapy. You know, I just yeah. keep doing it and, you know, it gets a little bit less and, you know. It gets a bit easier. And it's yeah. really interesting, just for the record, for people that, because um, most people don't watch the video, they listen to the podcast. You know, there's a saying, which is that people have a face for radio. When it comes to Bex, even though she's got body dysmorphia, <laughs> she actually has a face for videos. So it's just a reminder <laughs> too that sometimes our brains and the reality aren't the same. Oh, no. So that's body dysmorphia in yes. that, you know, a bit like anorexia where they look in the mirror and they see, you know, this fat mm. person. I really had a very skewed idea of um, what I what people saw of me you know um and it's and you know the funny thing is, is people say oh you were so lovely you, you're so lovely to look at and I think that they felt so sorry for me <laughs> that they had to say that to make me feel better but that is when you're in the you know when you're so mentally unwell that's where your head is at you know but I'm pleased that I've come a long way yeah and so. it, but it is interesting I think you know for me I was bullied as a teen it took me a really long time to actually understand that some of the problems I was having in business were actually related to unhealed situations oh. as being and just this whole idea of the lack of my worth of like you know how my pricing was impacted by how I had been treated as a teenager and how I'd reacted to that right more more so and and like realizing that I'm 51 and I still have value issues that are related to something that happened when I was 13. Yes, and that's where, you know, we all, we, we get triggered by things that we've never really processed mm. because we were never taught how to, to deal with these things. And it's only as you get older that you sort of start to, well, some people do be aware of, 
of those things you know you, you start to notice is that because you know those things happened to me when I was younger um one of the things in therapy that was a big big um you know, help for me was being the observer and that comes into the new book a bit actually because um, it's being able to step back and look at yourself your behaviors and and um what you're consuming and all these things and then you're able to you know see where you need help or you know yeah I'm just gonna, we're going to take, take an unusual break because I just realized my my laptop's not plugged in and I don't want it to run out. We'll okay. Out. Okay. I was like, it's such a good conversation and I would just cry and I disappeared. Okay. Okay, we'll get started again. Okay, and Bex is going to take it. Okay. Right. I did actually have a question for you around this because I, no, I made a note about it when you were talking about Araha's way. Because I was thinking about, I used to be a parenting educator and work in early childhood. And one of the things that I thought was, I know for me, a lot of my healing came when I became a parent because I would read books about how to do stuff with kids or like teach them how to regulate their emotions or, or understand what their emotions were. And as I was doing it, go, huh, I think I need to teach that to myself. Do you think that that's part of this, the reason that it's a success with the books that you've got is that they have actually not just helped the children that are getting exposed to it, but it's healing the early childhood teachers and the parents and others on how to identify those things for themselves. Absolutely. Like it's, uh, we write them as much for the adults as the kids. Yeah. And that's why when we first did it, and you'll see lots of books now have exactly that. You, they come out and they've got the parent notes at the back. Um, and I know books had done that before, but we like make it a part of, especially the Aroha books that we do, because it's like, I know the stuff because I went through two years of, you know, going into the Taylor Centre three times a week and I learned the stuff. But when, you know, um, you're talking about diaphragmatic breathing, you know, not everyone's going to know that you only know what you know and for for most of us our parents certainly weren't teaching us these things because they didn't know um so it definitely was really important for me that when Craig wrote the nice lovely poem of, for the children that then I explained what was happening in that story for the adults and then I often always will put questions like you know have you felt this way you know and talk to the child and and then just having those conversations between the the adult and the child is really important and hopefully that brings up awareness for parents you know like oh man you know I could have and as we get so many emails from parents going I needed this book as a child I wish I'd had this yeah. um and but at least I've got it now you know so we we're very aware that when we do it that um we're not just teaching the children we're we're trying to help the parents as well you know because unless you've been in therapy you won't know the stuff and that's where that's the whole bridging the gap mm. is what we're trying to do because it just doesn't seem to be it hadn't been happening you know we having talk about it's okay to not be okay sort of um uh as long as you keep it to yourself sort of yes. it's a little bit like that yeah. and it still is a bit like that um but you know just trying to give some you know and it's great now because there's heaps of books coming out mm. you know about it all um 
so about helping and emotions and that sort of thing. So it's great. It's really good for the children. That's what I'm hoping is that we break that that chain where you sucked it up, you didn't talk about it, you stopped crying, you you know, you shoved your emotions down. And and I've really loved learning about um, stored emotions and how you know, it's like energy, and we always talk about that in the book, and that you actually need to release that energy, and if you don't, if you learn to shove it all down and keep it, it's stuck there in you yeah. and can make you sick and can cause all sorts of problems, addictions, and things like that mm. going forward in, in your life. So, yeah, that's definitely what we wanted to aim for is to help all ages. Even yeah, because I, I think one of the things I find that really relates to me because um, as I don't, I'm pretty sure you know, but I've been pretty open on the post podcast. I had weight loss surgery, you know, in July, and I'd already lost quite a bit of weight before. Oh, thank you. Um, but one I mean, of you the, always did anyway. Oh, like, you know, but I feel I feel really healthy, and I know it's a sticking point because I still felt like I could present myself and be confident on camera, no matter what size I was. I didn't feel like, but it's been really interesting losing weight and seeing that it's more. Um, I feel easier to move around, which has made me more confident. It's been a weird experience. But I spent six years before that really working on my headspace of why I was struggling with, like why it was a problem for me, what was going on and understanding lessons. But some people who don't do that, who jump straight into weight loss surgery, you can get this external success space and it's that kind of that stored stuff where you get this external representation of success, but the head is still completely mucked up. And you mentioned before high functioning. I think, you know, when you're talking about, you know, you can still manage to keep everything together on the outside, but the inside was a mess. Mm. I do think like our, you know, my generation, I'm Gen X and probably older millennials and then boomers definitely, you know, we were taught to just suck it up. And so we don't actually often understand what our emotions are. And I know for me, from eating, I had to, it took me years to work out what my emotional eating triggers were. And, you know, I realized one of them was like, if my finances were under stress, I would want to eat because it was kind of like my body was going to store up now. Like, and right. understanding that helped me realize how to reduce the impact of those triggers if something was up and down, like if a I mean, it's so fascinating. And right. I just, I don't understand why we, I described like we're all these balls of emotion, like yes. they come out and it's just like, and we don't learn like, about don't it. Don't show it. Don't show it. Yeah, but just, just, you know, like, yeah. and it's like, it's actually fascinating, um, you know, what emotions are teaching us, the lessons that it's there, the, the, it's guidance. And that's where it's sort of what I wanted to do with the new book. Which we're coming to, so I'm glad that segues. Well, you know, because <laughs> I feel like your emotions and your intuition are actually like mm-hmm. there's a real so link here. Yeah. And I think when you, for me, when I went from, you know, being, you know, on my own and having my own mental issues and trying to work through that, then becoming a parent. Mm-hmm having children that just was a game changer with regards to my intuition when I didn't use it Mm. you know I certainly got slapped around of you know knew you need to actually start valuing this voice that you have and have you're worthy to listen to yourself and not just you know being told what to do by everyone else but and, and and how the emotions and and how I was raised and how society is, we've really lost that inability to um, 
listen and have that connection within ourselves I, I feel um yeah and and I think that's definitely connected with the emotions and and learning about um yeah we it's just so fascinating to me it's absolutely oh, fascinating. absolutely to me too and I you know for me it's been a really interesting thing because like you I've got autistic children and they they have different ways of, of processing this or exhibiting it and sometimes it's bigger and sometimes it's heaps smaller mm, and learning yeah. that and tipping into your own intuition as a and I I do think that as a as a business owner um, the times where I haven't listened to my intuition um, have really hurt me and Absolutely. then it's, it's the same with yeah. me Rachel honestly when I go with my intuition that always is when the magic happens Yes. And I have had such magical, amazing things happen. Yeah, but it's always been when I've been really driven by that. Mm. Yeah. And I think too, and this is another thing, is sometimes I have found that my intuition was broken because of a healing that I had to have in the way that I related to someone. For example, um, I would be attracted to a certain type of business, other owner or things like that, because I felt like it was saying a big yes to me and learning that that wasn't, I had to fit, I had to rewire some intuition as well. Like I had to kind of, but so let's talk about, because your next book, which is very different to all the books you've done before, is actually called Intuition. Yes. Yep. And what's the subtitle? It's whole, it holds, it holds the answers you seek. So, mm. um, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. I mean, you're excited, but also a bit nervous about this. I am very nervous because this is, um, I guess part of it as well is it's really revealing a bit more about who I am. Yeah, I know. You know so fun. I'm going, I'm <laughs> stepping into this very vulnerable place of embracing that I have a spiritual side that I, um, as I've got older, I feel like there's um this desire for a sense of belonging mm. and you know um that I didn't have this this identity that I was always trying to like who am I mm. sort of struggle um which had me feeling lost for a lot of my life especially in my teen years and early 20s and then you become a parent and as a mother you're like I don't even have my own no, I have no idea. thing anymore. No I'm just a, yeah. I'm just a here to serve and care, and you know, um, so you lose yourself there as well. Um, so I guess it was it's me sort of stepping into this space of like this. It is actually who I am, and I am a bit woo woo, and I do believe that there's energy and that we're all connected. And um, whether that's through God or, you know, this uh, collective consciousness um, and, yeah, and embracing that really. And uh, I think also learning about um, where I was, where I'm from and my, you know, ancestry um, has been really important too. So I was born in Scotland, um, my mum and, you know, I'm, I'm basically 80% Celtic, Irish, Scottish, oh, and spiritual side. Yeah, and yeah. about and also Viking. Mm. So I've got Norway and Iceland um, with a little bit of French thrown in there. But basically, that Celtic Viking um, ancestry, they were very connected to the earth, um, that oneness, a, a real sacredness between, you know, all living things or everything in the within the planet. And um, and yeah, so it's sort of returning back to that. And I feel um, 
I just feel a greater sense of peace and I'm hoping that others will that this book will be a little bit of a maybe just getting people to think about I think that's all of the books that I just want people to start thinking about you know do I listen to my intuition or you know have I got this connection there or um, whether they're religious and it's like a way of um, connecting deeper with the God or, you know, um, but yeah, having that belonging connection and fostering that again, because I do feel that it's really connected with a lot of the mental health issues we have, um, that we don't necessarily have that. We're quite isolated in little bubbles and we go to work and we make the money and da, 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 but there's this missing piece, this belonging, this meaning, um, you know, what is it all for? What am I here for? You know, like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I've had moments of that um, where I felt really lost. And it's like, what, what, why am I here? You know, like, what is my yeah. purpose here? And I guess, you know, because I'm, I've been embracing the spiritual side to myself, I've really done lots of work, lots of reading. Um, and yeah, it's just, I, I, like I say, I'm just finding a lot more peace um, as I'm becoming more connected with all of that. And do you think that, like, so, because it, it is, one of the things we talked about before the podcast started was that you have made a decision. Um, oh, actually, I want to ask you a question first. Did you know you were Celtic? Did you know that before you named the the business Wildling Books? Oh, yes. So, and it's Craig is exactly Seneca's, the same. Right? I'm sure we kind of must be somehow related because he's like my <laughs> brother, you know. He's basically got the same as me. He's got this Celtic Viking um, combo. Wow, and so, so fascinating. Yeah. And so, you know, um, yeah, we're kind of really drawing on that, you know, and I think it's just awesome. Like you start looking awesome. into it yeah. and, you know, I'd watched Vikings and I was like, oh my, and I know, you know, my, my grandmother's was Glaswegian. She came here on a boat with, you know, mum's one of seven um, and, you know, mum was born in Scotland as well. And nobody could understand my Nana. She was so thick, her accent and stuff, but she would tell us stories, you know, about Scotland and stuff, but, you know, they're real warriors and really tough people and but that that connection there's so much we I think it's a bit similar to Māori as well at the moment like really learning again and, and reviving the culture and finding that connection again which is so important you know like and, and yeah and so I think we all you know need it I mm. Oh, I think so too. And I think it's, you know, I know, you know, with um my husband number two, who will be the last husband. Um, <laughs> but like with I think one of the things that I was really interesting because he's Dutch. My mum's Dutch and came on a boat with a family of eight. Um, and and I think what was really interesting is she was so delighted that I was with someone who was Dutch. And there was this kind of connection of going, here I've got this this person who fits into my history as well. Like I do think connecting into it is just so oh yes. Yeah. So crosses. Germ born in Germany and um like me came here as a baby so we sound Kiwi ass. Yes. <laughs> um but but um you know he did his ancestry and he's very much Germanic and also Viking. Oh, so, so we have this sort of crossover but the Germanic people as well were very much that sort of pagany sort of very mm. much connected again and I think you know my mum says we're all indigenous from somewhere you know like yeah. and so that was you know um 
yeah, just sort of going back and looking into all of that is just fascinating to me. And then I realized, I was like, that's why I love trees. That's oh, why yes. I have that's why I have this connection with animals and that's why I love herbs and now I'm like right into gardening and you know like and and the healing ways of you know yeah you know plants and things like that so um my ancestors would have learned all known all about all of that so yeah so, it's so wilding books you have made is the overriding uh publishing house for your books and then that's also where your books are out of hell's way and and um, your big book is it the big book of feelings? Big book of so it's called How Do I Feel, but How it's an emotion feel? dictionary. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so and so that book and all those other ones that are in there, like your um, there's a there's a few a sequel to Out of His Way, and but then you've got this book Intuition, and you haven't published while that's published um, as part of Wildling Books, it's created an imprint. Is that right? Yes. Yep. So, so an imprint. What is an imprint? I guess it's like a, um, like I was saying, it, it's a little bit like a trading as. Mm. <laughs> so um, publishing houses will have imprints. So it's almost like an, um, a, a, a sub branch underneath the main company. So like Penguin <laughs> will have lots of imprints and um, underneath it. Um, if you have a look, most, um, most publishing companies are owned by just a few. In, in yes. the world there's, yes. there's a few and that they sort of all these imprints sort of come out from underneath them um so it was really fascinating I didn't know about this but Craig obviously he's worked in the industry forever so um he was like let's create an imprint and um so this one is called bound books and so basically it's just um it has a different little logo on the spine so it won't have the little wildling child head in the wild you know the wolf hat um so this is a celtic design of sort of rope all sort of bound up so um again it was our way of sort of pulling from our ancestors and and um because this is a little bit different we wanted if you know to have that that imprint for it so and how is this book in terms of like obviously it's a book for adults as opposed to the ones that are books specifically for children with the benefit of helping but how do they connect like in your head how do they connect for you like or do they feel very separate books types uh, of books? I feel like for me they connect yeah yeah because I feel like our emotions um uh, in some ways these messages and where are they coming from you know and it's energy our emotions are energy so almost feel like our emotions are a little bit spiritual in some in a sense um and so you know I wrote how do I feel and it's like this dictionary of emotions and and how things feel in your body and um you know it's the same with intuition it's like starting to really step back and observe how I'm feeling, what's happening in my body, you know, what what is it trying to tell me, you know, because I feel like um, we have this inner compass, which is the intuition. Mm. It doesn't speak. It's not that ego that's talking to us in our head. It is an energy that's sort of moving or pulling or pushing us just in, in subtle ways sometimes it's not so subtle especially with parenting I found it's gone like almost a screaming energy yes. like what are you doing you know <laughs> um but um so that's where it's been the most sort of prominent but also in business I've found 
Mm. It's, it's been and and it has I try to you know I've put an intro in the book um you know and and just sort of it's it's more again like just prompting people to start that inquiry you know that it's not instincts which are different to intuition your instincts are there to keep you alive it might get you to act if there's a by you know you're getting out of the building or whatever your intuition is more subtle you know mm. it's um and I feel like it's a link to our subconscious yeah you know so and and training ourselves um to use that more and mm. and and um so that's what I'm hoping so we've got the book which has a bit of an intro talks about intuition but then it is more like a bit like an oracle deck which we also have but it's a bit of a flip to a page and maybe get some guidance and I have exercises so for each one it might you know like um I've posted up about uh water as one of them so the water element and it's basically prompting you to get into water as water is a cleansing healing you know and and actually it's really connected to emotions so trying to um move old emotions within you and and release it so I really have um pulled from my woo woo a lot so I'm hoping I don't scare everyone but you know there might be an exercise to burn some a, a smudge stick or a stage to a sage stick to clear the energy um in your house or it could be you know um doing some cold dips like the Wim Hof methods or using meditation so each one will have a little bit of a exercise on it um and there's about 45 of the most stunning illustrations that Craig's done um yeah so I'm hoping people will get something from it and it, yeah and it's interesting because as a business owner, like I think, you know, when you know a little bit about, you know, five or six years ago when I, we, our business was in crisis, I had to go swimming every day just to get through the day. And I would feel cleansed from coming out of it. It wasn't just the exercise. It was that kind of like thing. You know, I know that we had say we put Sage 6 in the office at some point and just got rid of some some yucky. And so like, even though, you know, we talk about personal life, I do think there's this crossover for a lot of us where we often separate our business life from what's going on inside us. But if we're the head of the business or the leader of the business or an integral part of it, what's going on inside is going to really impact our business. Absolutely. And I I felt my my intuition was saying to do this. So whether it works out or not, I, I felt guided to do it. I wanted to embrace the side. And I actually feel like you know, um, I talk about some of it. It's like, you know, there's one of one page which is about you're in a circle and, and about creating rituals and things like that. You know, I felt really ashamed, I think, about being woo-woo or spiritual. And I actually, as I've got older, I'm like, I feel like this it was the missing part, and maybe it's a missing part for a lot of people. And you know, you 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 burn a sage stick, but that's what would have been done for, for a long time, and it would have been to clear viruses mm. you know they would have burnt certain herbs to cleanse viruses and or you know bugs and things like that and was just a, a a very normal way but a lot of that got um got destroyed when they uh, when the witch hunts were on um, yeah. so that 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 is um something that we lost a lot through that period because the healers and the spiritual women you know and men 
um, you know, they, I've read books where they say millions died, were killed. Mm. Um, and that were people that, that loved plants and healing. And so I think maybe I'm carrying a lot of that from generations yeah. of, of, of um, what happened. Mm. Um, and so that shame of, you know, I've got to keep it secret because what will happen if I tell people that I'm, you know, yeah, I love I love crystals. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. I, I went to um, a phase of sleeping with a crystal on my bed just to get no. through. It. So you know, yeah. I, and I don't often talk about that stuff. I I agree with you because I like people know me for my pragmatic marketing ideas. Like it's and then you can't go. How can I be pragmatic and woo woo on the same side? Mm. And I do think for multi multi dimensional, I'm pragmatic because I'm woo woo. Like there's a a, a gap in between and, and and even the fact that I have to call it woo-woo to make myself justified instead of saying that I'm I do listen to my own intuition which actually feels a lot more scientific and normal to me you know like yeah. it's yeah it, it is so so with the book it, do you feel like this is a time where you're going to have to step out more as well like physically step out and show your face more because this is more of you yes yeah I think so and and I have to I have to embrace this because none of the other books that mm. we've won awards for or you know ha, you know done so well would have ha, would have happened without my intuition. Yes. That, yes. That's what was and the driving so force to make all those other books. And so I want people to understand. And so again, I'm going to have to share that story with people. Is that once you really connect with your intuition that's where the magic lies you know you really start uncovering yeah. your who you are and what you're here for and I know that a lot of women once your children start to grow up there's a there is a lot of there's a space there that you're like mm. and now what who am yes. I you know what what am I to do now um and so I'm hoping that this will help, you know, with the exercise and things for people to tune into themselves and, you know, start looking at what do I love? What, what inspires, what do I love doing, you know, and how can I bring that into my life and share it with others? So um, we have a, we'll have a notebook that will come along with it too, just a little wee notebook um, to record dreams or I'm a real big fan of signs and synchronicities that pop up um, in weird ways that take my breath away I'm like yeah. oh my god how did that just happen or you know yeah. I meet somebody and then they start talking about something that I've been you know um, about. meditating on or whatever and I just think oh this is so cool like it, it's it reaffirms to me the work I'm doing with my intuition and yeah, so we'll have a little wee notebook for people to sort of start to tap into it. Um, yeah, tap yeah. into it. Yeah, oh, and so we'll have a card deck as well, which I can't yeah. wait to get. I can't believe I've really gone into this woo-woo and it's just, yes. <laughs> I love card reading. I absolutely love it. And it's going to have gold edges. I'm just like really just, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on them. So It's awesome. Because yeah. I, I do think, you know, like, we offer even people that say oh well I wouldn't do that I, I look at it and think you know I know Rod and I went and looked at a house once and when the real estate agent was looking at it she couldn't get the key to open it and we just went like she tried like four or five times and we just went no we don't want to see it because we're like it should feel easy for us to come into this yeah. house like it just it's, it's a so, sign yeah so quite <laughs> often you know I think that 
even those of us who might go, oh, I'm not, I don't really use it or something like that. You know, I don't think Rod, I think once said, I wouldn't describe myself as woo woo, but then he was the one I think who went, nah, this is not the house for us. You know, like I think some of us who are really in touch, some people who have always used their intuition may not even realize it's intuition that Mm. they're using. And it's just that many of us, mainly mums, I think, have lost that ability to listen to ourselves because for years we've had other people's voices and they hear so much louder that we couldn't hear our still mm. soft voice in mm. us perhaps yeah. and so it's a gift to to have this and so um what do you feel like what's next for wildling books from this do you have you got more picture books or do you want to do more adult books or a mix or well I don't know how these ones are going to be received and I've always had that huge imposter thing because I dropped out of school um everyone's pretty surprised that I'm writing you know um, I'm not really a writer um but again it's it's it's, um it you know we'll see how it's received but I just you know again I'm just get driven by uh what comes up and this is that was coming up at that time we have already we're just starting a new children's book which will be in the Aroha series and that is about the pathways in our brain oh I love that um, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but um, I think this one will be really, if we can um, nail it, it's going to be very, very helpful for, again, not just children, but um, hopefully uh, the parents, adults as well. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love that because I know that when I realize that our brains are essentially lazy and they just go the fastest pathway, if you rework the well, pathway, that's, a, that's, that's about the right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, like I, so I think that's perfect because, yeah. I know that changed my life when I actually realized that I could just rewire it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is a powerful, a powerful mm. story. Um, yep. and so, I mean, I guess I am going to be um, very soppy here. And I think on behalf of lots of people that read the books, I reckon that there are a lot of people out there that want to say a big thank you for creating the Outer House series because they have made such a big impact. And um I am super excited about intuition. If people want to get, because you're doing pre-orders still at the moment, aren't you? Well, the pre-orders haven't actually opened, um, but we will open them soon. It's really hard because we don't want people to wait four months, you know, um, and and with all the shipping issues and and all of that. So um, they will be here. They're actually due to arrive on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. So... We're, we're thinking they'll be uh, available sort of mid-January. So um, I didn't really want to open up the pre-orders too far ahead, but in saying that, we probably will do it next week um, or the week after. So you can go onto the website, which is wildlingbooks.com, and um, it'll be under intuition. So And in there, you can actually see a few of the images nice. um, that Craig's done and a little bit of how the um, book spreads will look. Um, so yeah, hopefully people will, we've got some pretty good feedback already from the, his artwork is just next level. He's yeah, that's just, Love I it. always go, oh my God, you know, so cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to, um, just actually just on that though, I will just say I have actually bought, uh, two or maybe three books in the last month that don't come out until February or March next year. And I've already bought them because I want to have them yeah. come out. So but we, like I said, you know, when we first started, it was always pre-orders because yes. of, you know, having that publishing company. So we've really tried to not do that, but we we will, because people are asking us 
Yeah, I want to buy it. I, I already wrote, I've written on here, buy the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I will set up the pre-orders very soon. Yes. All right, yes, how about that? Be fantastic. Yeah, it sounds great. I feel like your intuition is selling you. No, no, yeah, it's, me. Yeah. it's me, not your intuition. Um, thank you so much for being part of the show. If people do want to read, uh, find your books, besides all good bookstores have got them in New Zealand and some in Australia as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and gift shops and yes. but if they want to buy them directly from you as well um where do they go so wildlingbooks.com uh, so it's wild with ling l-i-n-g books.com yeah perfect and just thank you so much for being part of the show so oh, lovely it was lovely <laughs> okay one of the things that I think stands out for me most about this podcast is that real importance for us to stand in our own truth and to trust ourselves. And whether you are prepared to say you're woo-woo like Bex, you want to go hug a tree, put your feet barefoot and feel the breath of the air on your face to help you make decisions, or whether you want to pray or go for a walk or just have a still silent moment, it is so important for us in business to allow ourselves to use intuition. Of course, it always is best combined with looking at some of the cold hard facts. You know, we can really believe in something, but if it's flushing money down the door, we have to, we have to sometimes be honest about it. But there is definitely a mix of making sure that we're making good, strong and clear decisions, but also ones that fit in and tie in best with our intuitive side. I'm wondering how often do you take time out to still yourself so you can hear that intuition and maybe that becomes part of your business next year, taking that time out to listen, to hear and be inspired by what you've already got inside yourself. I'm hoping this was a podcast that you really enjoyed listening to and it's inspired you to go and take that time more. I'll be with you next week sharing a little bit of marketing teaching. That's how it rolls at the moment. It's guess one week and marketing teaching the next. And I hope you join me. And please remember, if you've got questions or you want to talk about anything that's in this podcast or just about mask, asking a normal marketing question, do come and be part of Mappet Marketing on Facebook where you can ask those questions. Plus, I sometimes put silly things in there for you to laugh at too. Have a great week and I will catch you next week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.